Hello and welcome to Culture Over Coffee, a podcast focused on improving company culture and fostering employee engagement. Every week we chat with experts and thought leaders about the latest information and proven practices you can use to reduce regrettable turnover, increase productivity on your team, and retain key customers. So pour a cup of your favorite brew and join us. I'm your host, Beth Sunshine, SVP at Up Your Culture and the Center for Sales Strategy. In this episode, we're taking time to debunk the all too prevalent myth that good company culture is simply nice to have. Just like our guest today says, what made you successful won't necessarily keep you there. Joining me to help break down why company culture is key to long-term success is Pamela McGee, president of the Greater Orlando Society of Human Resources. Pamela makes so many valuable points like how a strong company culture makes it that much easier for your organization to put out fires, why focusing on your culture is instrumental in retaining your top performers, and lastly, how good culture can help transform your company into an employer of choice. Hi, Pamela. I've been looking forward to meeting you today, and thank you so much for joining me for a little uh, culture over coffee. Yes, yes. (laughs) We're going to have some fun today. More now, I think, than ever before, I hear business leaders talking about company culture. I think it's increasingly understood that a strong culture is a really good thing when it comes to attracting top talent, retaining top talent, but I'm still not sure how often leaders connect what's happening in their culture to their bottom line. So I'm really excited to get your perspective on all of this. Um, just excited to connect with you. Are you ready to jump in? Opportunity. <laughs> Very good. All right. So as a certified professional in human resources, and we're so lucky to have you here today, you're an expert in building strong internal relationships within organizations. So you're the perfect person to ask. How would you describe why a strong company culture is important? Um, a strong com- company culture is important because of the bottom line. Um, you can't do anything without employees. So you have individuals and employees these days that are looking for opportunities. You know, they want a permanent position. They don't want to jump around. That's not their goal. They're looking for a career and they're looking for an opportunity for growth, for their professional development. A lot of individuals, you know, in the past have, um, you know, especially with COVID, jumped from position to position, um, seeking um, to find that perfect fit that's going to meet work-life balance and so on. So, you know, a a company that understands the culture is important to its employees. You know, they benefit from engagement. They have collaborative. Um, a culture which is positive energy, it helps the brand. You know, those individuals, when they're going out for coffee with their friends, you know, they're going to talk about their organization and how they're happy about that brand they work for, you know, and then it transforms your company for the positive for a, a great team environment. Yeah, that's interesting to hear about because, you know, everyone's been talking for the last couple of years about. Um, the great resignation and just all that's happening within the world of work. So it's interesting to hear your take that people aren't looking to jump around. They're actually looking for something else. So thinking about what they're looking for, what I have found 
in working with companies in you know on the topic of culture a lot of times people confuse what i would consider fun activities so um, pizza parties ice cream socials ping pong in the break room things like that with a strong company culture so i want to explore that a little bit with you how would you describe the difference between a fun place to work and a workplace where people are deeply engaged in what they're doing well you know to have you hear about the stories of, of different uh, the some of the top 500 companies they they do have those aspects of the ping pong and you know the flexibility mm-hmm. you know but you go back to find out is the core job being done you know um, it's great to be able to take a break or you know the fun activities make it easier to come to work do things to support you know each other but an engaged culture is one that. Um, is not only are you participating in those fun things, but when you take that time with your peers and then you go into a project meeting and you're able to collaborate, you know, in a manner that's both you know, pro- professional, but still personal, because you know you all are on the same page and you have a better understanding of what needs to get done. It makes the work environment uh, more cohesive when you have an engaged workforce they understand from the employer's perspective you know what the goal is and they appreciate you know those fun things that at work that can happen and it, it help alleviates the stress which is a lot of, of mental health and opportunity where businesses aren't capitalizing um, to support their um, employees a lot no, lately. So an engaged workforce is going to be a workforce that understands the culture, understands the mission and appreciates those fun times that works, but understand there's an ultimate goal we still got to achieve. Mm. So if I'm hearing you correctly, the engagement is based on, in your opinion, lots of things and actually fun activities are one of those things they, they feed into or further enhance the engagement. It doesn't make someone engaged but it is an important part of what needs to happen. I like the way you drew the correlation between if you play ping pong with someone or if you have those sort of human personal moments when you're collaborating in a work environment, it might even be improved collaboration. I've I've never really expressed it that way, Um, but I I like the way you said that. Well, it goes back to there for a long time. You don't see a lot of it now, but team building exercises, a lot of companies used to, um, take their their primary or core groups or departments out mm-hmm. to team building um, sessions to you know climb you know the rocks or you yeah. know cr- you know do trails so that they can kind of um, you know have those kumbaya moments and work together. Yeah. But it's those times that the down times that help you kind of get more insight into how a person thinks or what may be going on with them to um, a lot of individuals have so many other things happening behind the scenes with their personal lives that it comes to work no matter how often or you try to um, make that not happen it does but you can relate to someone that may be struggling but you know they're trying to you know work for the ultimate goal to get the job done for the company yeah i guess it boils down to the human part of human resources we are all humans these relationships i think 
um, probably feed into that so much. That's, that was interesting. So I think it's hard for many business leaders to maintain a strong focus on their company culture, even though they know it's important. Um, any business leader today really does understand, I believe, that company culture is important. But there are so many other priorities that seem more urgent. There are you know, sirens blaring that call their attention. And it seems to me that company culture is always the thing that you think, well, well, we'll worry about that tomorrow. We'll focus on that later. So a few questions for you related to that. My first one is, especially during a downturn in the economy, like we're experiencing right now, how would you explain why a company culture, a strong culture is more than just a nice thing to have? Um, I believe it's more than a nice thing we have to have is because if you have that strong cult company culture, you can um, effectively put out those fires, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a better way that supports the ultimate goal. Um, you have individuals that remain and stay on track to get the job done um, because they understand the mission and the ultimate uh hopefully it depends on the product that you're doing. So you may be trying to put, you know, build widgets, you know, but what can those widgets do to support, you know, uh, your company and, and the ultimate goals of the company, you know, so to be able to um, have it as a nice thing, it's not enough anymore. If you want to stay around, you know, um, as an organization and continue to grow, it's more than a nice thing from the employee perspective. For sure. And, and listening to you talk reminded me of an Oprah Winfrey quote. And I wish I had the quote in front of me because I'm going to totally um, bungle it. But essentially, she said something like, everyone wants to ride with me in the limo, but an engaged employee is the one who's going to ride with me when the limo breaks down and I have to take the bus. And that's kind of what I'm hearing you say in the tough times when it's not so easy when you know things aren't smooth sailing, when people are engaged, they're willing to go that tougher route with you um, because they feel invested in it too. So interesting commitment. Yeah, yes. they're willing to commit because they believe in the goal, they believe in the mission, and that's how you, as our, our company, as leaders, you relay that message. Is you know, action speaks louder than words. You know, so it's more than okay, we're. We've got this project. I did a great job, but then, you know, um, what about that project I didn't accomplish? But there were hiccups along the way. Did you see and support me during that time? Mm. You know, so are you committed to me, and then I'll commit to you. I love that commitment. That's that's sort of the bottom line. I think of everything that we're talking about. That's great. What are some of the most tangible effects or outcomes? that you've seen as a result of a good company culture throughout your year throughout your career like what do you what are the rewards for taking the time and putting the effort into a, a culture retention i mean you see now uh the the you know the jobs numbers are are, are much better now but you know there was a time it, it's in for the most part, it is employee oriented right now, looking for a position in a role. You you, you can look and, and decide where you want to go. 
Um, but if you've got that uh, culture that employee don't want to leave because mm-hmm. they feel that you're listening to them, they feel that they're being um, heard and supported. Um, they feel that their work has value and you see the, the accomplishments and the things they're trying to do to support the brand. You know, those are the things that um, will support or support a, a great culture and professional development. A lot of people, you know, individuals, you know, want to continue to grow, you know, and they want an organization to stay with the organization and be with the organization that's willing to support them in their development. Yeah. So retention's a biggie. I, I don't want to put you on the spot asking you for numbers, so I won't, but I imagine as uh, you know, a, a SHRM expert, you're going to know some numbers related to the cost of attrition. It's expensive, isn't it? It's extremely expensive. And what is not always taken into account, it's not just the the cost of advertisement, you know, putting the those uh, that information out there to for a posting. It's about the time on that one individual that has to do double duty. Yeah. Because there's no one in that role yeah. or when you have multiple roles, you know, and um, the burden um, that, you know, accompanies those employees that have to take on not only theirs, but other you know, job roles to keep the organization going. That can be taxing. No kidding. And then I guess there's also the opportunity cost if somebody wasn't handling two job roles or spending their time trying to fill a position what could they be doing to advance a company or to help a client? Like it's mind boggling to me, the cost of retention when you really factor in everything. You're exactly right. Yeah. So for those managers who want to make company culture a priority, people listening today who think, gosh, I, I know this is important. Hearing what Pamela is having to say about it, it's really kind of firing me up um, to want to do more with it. You know, for those managers who mean well, they know it matters, but they consistently let it slip lower and lower on their priority list. What's the one piece of advice that you would give them to get them started? I would say be intentional. So be intentional on what your goal is. And um, now journaling is so huge for individuals to write down what your goals are. What are you, what are you seeking? What are you trying to achieve? When you talk about um, what you believe is the company culture or how it should be, are your employees thinking the same thing? So, you know, maybe you need to do some town halls, do some roundtable meetings, Mm -hmm. you know, to find out from their perspective, you know, what makes them stay, you know, Uh, completing stay interviews. These are interviews where you're talking these to individuals that you know are performing well, doing the job, but what makes them come back every day, you know, and what can we improve on? It's about having conversation, being open to discuss, you know, um, concerns, opportunities, issues, and let's talk about what's good. What's good that we can enhance? You know, it's not always, you know, the negative um, that uh, companies have to concentrate on, you know, what can we make better that we already got going for us? So I like that. So town hall meetings, that's kind of a gather a lot of people around, maybe the whole company or a whole department at a time, the vision. Yeah. 
Okay. And then in those kinds of forums, and you said a round table too, is that more of a smaller group? It would be a smaller group. You can identify, uh, you know, maybe you take one person from each department, you know, to uh, be that person, that the point of contact that spoke uh, uh, spokesman and to provide some ideas and, and they can kind of do the, the groundwork for you ahead of time. Hey, we want to, this is the topic, you know, ask your team, talk to your department, you know, bring the ideas to the round table and let's together, you know, you know, work on some ideas or possibilities, you know, to enhance, improve, or, or make the changes to our culture. That's great. So it's an, it's an open, honest conversation where, you know, we talk a lot about the importance of psychological safety, where people feel like they can come, they can voice their honest opinions or voice what they're hearing from their people, get it all out on that round table, and then start thinking about what could improve it and sharing. I, I love the thinking there. Yeah. And you think about it, most organizations would love to be, they want to be that employer of choice. Yeah. Who is it? I want to be, you know, you see a lot of, um, when you look at the articles that come out about the best companies to work for from the employee's perspective. You know, what are they doing um, to make the employees feel that this is the place I want to be? And you see a lot of it, you know, money and, and compensation is always important, but people spend more time at work than they do with their families. Mm. So they want to be in an environment that makes them feel whole, that makes them feel that um, they have value at, added to that organization, um, that they are, you know, trusted and depended on. And then, you know, that an organization and the leaders see them as valuable assets, you know, to support the, the brand and the goal. That's great. I like the way you phrased, it makes them feel whole. I think that that's a cool way, just a cool vision of what we're talking about here. So once they pinpoint what the difference makers are, what makes our company unique, what do our people really value in our culture? It's almost like a series of talking points. Now they can start sharing that with job candidates, posting that across social media and really identifying what makes them stand out, I guess. Right. You know, and you hear about companies have a uh, total rewards package. You know, mm -hmm. they talk about it. That's a great place to have it. You know, um, put that 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 statement, those those things that are part of our culture that makes us, mm -hmm. you know, that go to organization you want to come and stay with, you know, because you see the future opportunity. You have employees, you, uh, companies that um import or have the mentor pro a mentor program if someone comes in they have an individual that not just shows them the new job but mentors them and supports them and provides them that guidance outside of their supervisor you know are extremely successful you know with making sure that they do everything from day one to keep that employee Oh, mentor program, what a great way to reinforce all of this. And I, I don't know how many employers do that, like literally list it in their benefits package. You will be given a mentor. Any of these things we're talking about really does belong in that list of what benefits you'll receive here. Huh? Yeah. And the total rewards. And it's, you oh. may, the reality is now it's, it's hard, you know, a lot of organizations don't have the manpower and so on, but you know, there's always, um, something you can try to do, you mm -hmm. know, um, 
to keep, you spent a lot of time and money on hiring this new person, you know, and the, the time and the loss of uh, jobs or work that was not accomplished because you didn't have this piece person enroll, you know, you want to do what it takes, you know, to keep them, to make sure that they stay engaged, they stay positive, they see, you know, the opportunity and, and referrals. Oh my goodness. A company culture that is positive, that is beneficial for the employees to want to grow. They're going to bring others into that organization. That is so true. We do an annual study every year. We do this and actually ours has not been uh, finalized yet. We're, uh, we're but finishing it up right now. So um, it's going to be a few weeks yet, but we do an annual study where we uh, interact with all of our clients and we ask them to think about any superstar talent that they've hired in the last year in any job role and then tell us how did they find these talented people? What what source did they uh, deliver that talent to them? And every year, this is our either our seventh or our eighth year running. I think this is year eight. Um, it referrals is number one. It's the number one way companies are finding their most talented people. So. I'm hearing what you're saying, that you have to create a place where people feel that feeling and would want to refer their company to someone that they care about. Yeah. And I think it's important, too, that when we talk about culture, we're talking from the CEO down to the janitor. Mm. They're all part of the organization. Right. If each one did not do their role, somehow that would could possibly negative affect the brand and the goal of the organization. So every role is important. It doesn't matter well who it is. Said. Well said. Yes, I totally agree. Okay, so last question for you. If you could wave a magic wand and improve one thing related to how business leaders view company culture, how they create a strong company culture, what would what would you do? What would your wish or your magic be? I would say I, I would... Uh, ask them to have an open mind mm -hmm. and listen. Mm. You know, so um, what got you there, where you're at, your success won't necessarily keep you there if you're not being open to changes and adjustments. Um, these last three years with COVID made us change in the way we treat people in a remote work um, some companies never had that on the table. It was not an option. Now, a lot of uh, organizations see that it's a viable byproduct of how they're getting things done and uh, because they're open to it. They didn't have a, a, a choice, but be open to changes and adjustment. And, and if you can't do the change, be willing to explain the reasons why, not just say no. You'll get more positive um, feedback and understanding from your employees if you just explain the whys. So be more open to change. I'm also hearing from you, maybe even consider getting a little uncomfortable if if there's a good, you know, if there's a positive benefit to it. And if you just can't do it, be honest. Be yeah. open and transparent about why. Yeah, explain the whys. You know, mm -hmm. people, you know, they may come up with another alternative based on the whys that you give them that will work. That's true. And at least they know 
what's going on behind the scenes, what the thinking is. People, I think, feel so much more comfortable when they understand the bigger picture. So I, right. I think that would be a, a good thing to wave your magic wand and get. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. And yes. a great place to end today, I think. Thank you, Pamela, for the time that you've spent talking about culture over coffee with me. You've shared a lot of great information. You're such a good source for this. Some really good ideas that I think listeners will find valuable and um, you know, some nuggets they can really do something with right away. Now, for those listening, I'm going to drop Pam's LinkedIn information in the show notes so you can connect with her if you're interested. I'm also going to give you a link to a self-inventory checklist that I think you'll enjoy so you can check the health of your own company culture if you'd like. So thank you, everyone. It's a journey to up your culture and elevate employee engagement. Enjoy that journey. Thanks so much for spending time with us on Culture Over Coffee. If you've enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe and join us for every episode. For more helpful information on the topics of company culture and employee engagement, visit us at upyourculture.com.